you looking to pursue excellence and take your success to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to Excellence Mindset with your host, Ryan James Miller. All right. Well, welcome everybody to another episode of the Excellence Mindset Podcast. I'm fired up today, stoked to have Randy Brothers with me. And once we get into conversation, you're really going to know why I'm so excited to talk to him. So many reasons, but uh, Randy's a third generation contractor. He's an entrepreneur. He's a podcast host and he's a business coach. And uh, particularly around that last thing, I'm really interested to dig into how he has made of uh, made a business of that and become successful in that. So with that, Randy, thanks so much, man. I really appreciate having you on today. What is up, everybody? Thank you so much for having me, Ryan, man. This is uh, an awesome opportunity. And uh, I, can, I can see sparks flying already, my friend. Let's get this thing going. <laughs> okay, so, um, you know, when, when people hear uh, the word contractor, you usually think of, and I'm sure you, you do some of this, but, you know, usually think of the guy grinding it out in the field. I know that you're in the roofing industry and so, you know, up on the roof. Uh, and so when, when you talk to somebody about what you do, what are some of the things that you typically share with them kind of right out of the gate? Well, really is, is kind of my whole purpose in life at this point is to, to share business and teach business and entrepreneurship to blue collar contractors. You know, I fell flat on my face I, I, and I'm not just a roofer. So I'm a, I'm a general contractor. I was a framer by trade. Okay. So, so that's kind of my skills. Uh, it was in framing and trim work and carpentry work. Uh, that's kind of where I came up and my dad and my grandfather kind of taught me as a little kid how to build things. And I got into roofing after falling completely flat on my face uh, in the general contracting world. Mm. Okay, so so I'm interested in that already. So typically when we think trade and whether this is in the construction world, an artist, a musician, <clears throat> there is, there's a lot of focus and rightfully so put on the craft, right? The, the, the skill, the ability, the ethic required to do a good job. Uh, but where in your career did you start to develop the business acumen that was required to go out and run a business? Because I feel like when I coach entrepreneurs, a lot of times when it comes to artistry, and I would, I would say that construction in a lot of ways is that, there is this huge uh, separation between the artist and the craft and the business person uh, uh, running that business. Absolutely. Well, I, I was kind of, I was always intrigued by business and entrepreneurship. I mean, even as a little kid, it's like I, I started little businesses doing landscaping and snow removal and, and buying, you know, lollipops and stuff at, uh, at Costco and then re opening the box and selling them all to my friends out of my backpack. Like, so, so I've always been interested in the, in the concept of entrepreneurship and business and those sort of things. And it just so happened that I'm really not good at school. I'm not very attentive. I'm not good at a lot of things, but I am really good at building. I'm good with my hands and I love construction. And I, I love just the, 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 the idea of like creating something from nothing and, and being in a position to be able to take that mindset of being able to build things with my hands and take that into the business world, it's just, it's just been, a, been an awesome experience because I look at entrepreneurship and construction businesses the same way is we're skilled in building houses, building decks, building roofs, whatever we're building, but why can't we take the same approach and apply it to an actual business? And, mm -hmm. uh, and that's what I've essentially dedicated my life to is trying to figure that out and master that. 
And, um, and lo and behold, 15 years later, here we are. I'm, I'm, I'm blessed with the opportunity to kind of share my experiences, both positive and negative with others to help inspire them to, to kind of get out of that, you know, uh, working 80 hours to avoid 40 mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, but, but without having the actual business acumen to, to turn their, you know, their small mom and pop, you know, skilled trade business into an actual company and organization that, that can kind of eventually run itself. Yeah, man, I can see the passion in you already as you talk about this stuff, which is super exciting. And I hope that people will take time to watch video that, that I'll be sharing and uh, they can see the whole episode on YouTube. Uh, but um, so as I see this passion, uh, one of the things that uh, I saw as you started to share was this idea of falling on your face. And so we know that oftentimes it is the result of failure or some huge obstacle. Uh, a book that I love uh, by a guy by the name of Ryan Holiday, The Obstacle is the Way, he talks about this idea that oftentimes um, we try to avoid the obstacle when in reality, the obstacle is part of what will help us to learn and grow and become the very best version and, and ultimately accomplish the things that we want to. So what was that experience like for you, whether, you know, specifically as to what that was or, or how did you take this failure of sorts and, and, and learn and grow from it? Sure. Well, I'll just, I'll just dive into this story if you want. Um, yeah. So went to, I went to college. I was blessed with the opportunity to go to go to school, and uh, and I always knew I was intrigued by business. So that was my whole thing: is I'm going to go to school and and uh, do whatever I can to get into the business school and learn business. I wanted mm-hmm. to learn business. Uh, at the same time, I, I was able to get a job working as an apprentice, just full time outside of school, building and doing construction. And and uh, I became a, worked my way up and as a superintendent, and I built houses and. You know, I had a, a, over a dozen ground up builds under my belt by the time I was 25 years old. Wow. Uh, so I started early and often and just grinded it out, work, doing school as well as working as much as I could to learn as much. I wanted to learn as fast and as much as I could. Uh, and then in 2006 is when I graduated from, uh, from my university, University of Northern Colorado. And uh, fairly soon after that, the company I was working for basically let me know that, hey, we, we can't really keep you because one, we can't pay you what you're worth. Two, we just bought a bunch of property and we're there's going to be a, at least six months before we're ready for a superintendent to come in and build the, build the jobs and help oversee the stuff. So here I am, like just getting out of school, was all in on construction. I had two and a half years of already experience, you know, building houses and, and uh, doing drafting plans of construction, the whole nine yards. And I, I was left kind of go figure it out. So wow. uh, within three months, I just took the plunge and started my own little business. I had an opportunity with some of the network that I built uh, through 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 that experience. And I and I knew a lot of people in my in my local market, a lot of subcontractors, painters, drywallers, framers, the whole nine yards. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to do this. And I got an opportunity to go build a basement and do some basement remodel. And, uh, and that's how I started. And within the first couple of years, it was awesome. I got connected with some investors and we were doing custom basements, like really nice high-end work. Uh, and then lo and behold, the, the great recessions creeped its ugly head up. Is that what, that's what they're calling it, right? The great recession <laughs> yeah. of 2007, so far, 2009. I don't know how great it was, but yeah. yeah the, it's the, the modern day great depression. Oh yeah, I was there yeah. at the time. I, w- I had started a general contracting company and at that time in Weld County, we were, had the highest foreclosure rate in the country. 
Wow. So just overnight, the bottom dropped out. People were using bank funding, the HELOCs, home equity lines of credit to, to, to get money and invest back in their house and, and finish their basements. It was a lot of that because a lot of homes got built with no basements. So like, I'm just going to build all the basements. Bottom dropped out of that. And I was kind of left just holding the bag. And, uh, and lo and behold, uh, you know, push come to shove. And, and I ended up getting to a place where I totally lost everything. I ended up filing bankruptcy, man. Wow. Wow. Lost it all. Two years. Two years in. Made hundreds of thousands of dollars overnight, gone. Everything gone. I got I got to a point where I literally had my whole existence in the back of my truck. Strapped wow. a bed to the top and and uh, ended up moving to Texas to try to become an insurance adjuster. Oh man! It, it, if if the bad didn't get any worse, you tried to get into insurance. <laughs> <laughs> Lo and um, behold, now fast forward ten years, insurance is, it has has provided a really really nice life for not only myself but a lot of other people that I'm yeah. able to able to help. So, man, that's pretty interesting. I I didn't know that about you, obviously. And what's so fascinating was was that same recession as a result of me working in a large publicly traded company that was heavily tied to the residential construction industry. Uh, I was let go from a job in 2011 uh, because they were just trying to cut as much money as they could everywhere they could. And that's what launched me into my career in coaching, consulting, and uh, training. And man, I just remember how brutal it was to first of all, just get thrown into this, you know, I, I knew I always wanted to start a business, but the idea of actually going out and doing it was a whole different animal. In the myth, you know, on the back end of this nasty recession that we're having, people just didn't have money to throw around. Like it was the worst time to possibly start a business. And I remember going to my wife and being like, hey, I don't, I don't think I wanna work for anybody anymore. You know, I think I wanna go try this thing on my own. And man, I mean, we paid a heavy price for about two years because financially it just was not easy to get going. And we ended up short selling our house. And I mean, it was just, it was crazy. So I get so much of that. I mean, not quite to the extent that, you know, that you, it sounds like you experienced, but man, it was just so hard. Okay. So you have this crazy experience so devastating to so many different areas of your life. And so how did you, um, how did you decide to, to, to get back going again? Like, what was it that, that really pushed you to, to make that effort to get, uh, to get into business for yourself, uh, that drive, like, what was it about, you know, about that time of your life that helped you to, to launch into the career that you have today? Well, essentially both times. So, so there's, so there's, business a construction i i didn't really have any other options so i was like this is all i know right now is, is construction so i didn't have any other options opportunity presented itself boom started a company and business b the roofing company same thing i had lost everything on business a and then i became i went i, I figured out that okay i can become an insurance adjuster travel and work hailstorms and work hurricanes and make all the money in the world and and here we go that's how that's what's going to get me back out of this pit that i was in Lo and behold, I realized that they tell you where to go, when to be there, and you're working seven days a week all day long. And, and yeah, you can make great money, but at, at what expense? You know, personal, family, life, everything. I realized that, unfortunately, pretty quick. So that career lasted fairly, it was fairly, fairly quick. It was, it was about a year, a year-long career in, in insurance adjusting. But through that is how I kind of got into roofing. 
Wow. That's how I kind of started learning the process. I was dealing on the other side with roofing contractors out there and, and seeing all these nice trucks they're driving. I'm like, hmm, interesting. What's going on there? <laughs> uh, and, then, and, and then I ended up uh, starting – well, I ended up just getting a job. I realized the insurance sucked. <laughs> I had a hard time with that. I was like, man, it's, this is going to be a hard life for me. I'm, I'm a family guy. I love my home. I love Colorado. I wanted to be back here, and, and, uh, and I wanted to do whatever I could to do that. And, uh, and I got an opportunity from a friend of a friend or a friend that was a friend of mine in college. And he says, hey, man, I know you're in the, in the, in the industry. And I, at the time, I had a little bit of sales experience. I did a little roofing sales in between deployments as an insurance adjuster. And this big hailstorm happened in 2009 in, in Colorado and got a phone call. said, hey, man, I can get you a job selling roofs for one of the biggest companies in town. Okay. <laughs> Two days later, I packed up everything in my truck again. And that was literally my entire life. I lived on couches. I, I, I borrowed money to, to pay for extended stays and uh, I had no other choice. Hmm. So that was actually a business in and of itself as well. Cause the way the industry works is it's a subcontract model where you can be an independent sales rep and kind of pick and choose which company you work for. So I just started a little sales company, if you will. And, uh, and, I was really good at it. So I went in and just absolutely crushed it, sold a bunch of roofs. I had no other choice really. So I got into business. You know, I think I feel like the roofing industry kind of found me versus mm. me consciously saying, Hey, I'm going to start a business and do this. It was, I didn't have many other choice. I just did it. And I did what I could to survive. I was in survival mode. And yeah. then I realized that, Hey, if I can continue to master my craft and get better, there's opportunities here. Cause like what we were talking about before we started, this whole industry is a lot of skilled people. There's a lot of people in there, but very little experience and knowledge of business and biz business acumen. And I saw that as an opportunity and I dove in. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's so awesome. Okay. So two things I heard there that I want to go back on, go back and touch on for a second. So uh, maybe this is a, a, a just asking your opinion. So I feel like, so you talked about um, this desperation that you had really, right? Like you had no other choice. You had nothing. It was either you did it or you literally starved to death. Uh, maybe not to that extent, but in your opinion, and you've worked with plenty of business owners, entrepreneurs since that time. Now I know you run a very successful uh, coaching and consulting business on that side of the world. And so do you feel like, um, people have, uh, succeed much better when they come from that place of necessary desperation to make something happen. Um, or do you feel like, no, when people are set up well, and maybe they're financially seated well, that that actually can be the better opportunity for people to be successful? No, man, that's the, that's the uh, former, my friend. Uh, or the, the latter. I don't know how to say that. Don't let me sound smart. Um, <laughs> the uh, no, man. I think it's a rite of passage. Like mm -hmm. every, I, I, my podcast too. We bring in blue collar entrepreneurs. That's what it's all about: is sharing the entrepreneurial journey in the construction trade space. That's what our entire podcast is all about. And every one of the people I bring in and every, I, that I connect with, people I work with, all the ones that I've seen major success have also seen big failures. And they've mm -hmm. also seen large obstacles. And uh, referencing books, The Power of Broke by Damon John, mm -hmm. great book. He talks about like the, the power of, of what it takes to be completely backed up against the wall where you literally have no other option but to stick your foot back and push off. Yeah. 
Yeah. It, it's, I think that's a rite of passage and I'm grateful looking back. It was like devastating, but looking yeah. back, I'm very grateful for the challenges and obstacles that I've been through because it gives me a new perspective on, on how to do things the right way going forward. And if I were to just hand it an open checkbook and Hey, do this, do this. I, I don't feel like there's any way I would be where I am or who I am mm. without having to gone through the challenges. And, and don't get me wrong. There's challenges continue like you're always yeah. going to see challenges but the yeah. key is learning from those challenges to make yourself better and ultimately make those around you better yeah and I, I i love that you said not just where you are but who you are because i think so much of what's missing in business today is that ethos of the person and the personality who we are and you know we're 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 so focused on building a successful business and the product to be great and service to be great and the team to be great and those are all super important things but we're missing this deep sense of humanism um and so i i love i love that you that you touched on that i'm passionate about personal development man like we read books as a team. My entire staff reads books together. So I'm, mm. when, I, when I address my staff and I go into meetings, we're always talking about how do we get better as humans, as people? You know, how do we own our role as a human? Like we have to be like centered. And I love that, the ethos, right? Look at you with the big words. <laughs> we, <laughs> you know, we got to be centered and understand who we are. Yeah, yeah. Before we can truly be effective in, in, in helping others. Heck yeah, man. But I, I think just, that's the ultimate responsibility that, of, for, that we need to own as leaders, as influencers, as business owners, as entrepreneurs, is we have to truly be in touch with ourselves, even the dark, ugly, shitty parts of ourselves. Yep. Sorry yep. if I can't say that yep. on this, but, but it's true. Like the more and more I get in touch with that and the more and more I'm able to release of the crap that I've dealt with in my life, the yep. better and better I become as a leader and the more and more success not only do I have, but all the people around me. Man, I'm so glad you said that. I mean, I try as often as possible to to preach that message. Uh, you know, th this concept that, you know, when people come to me and want to be coached, it's I have a goal to achieve. I have a challenge to overcome. And I'm like, hey, yep, that's all good. But we need to go back to who you are. Like, yep. I want to dig down deep and I want to understand that. But what's great about you saying it and not me saying it is like, I'm the parent, right? And so when I say things, the kids only like half listen. Whereas when the stranger comes in and says the exact same damn thing and then people are like, Oh, I totally get it now. <laughs> so you yep. did it. So thanks for that. Got you, um, man. <laughs> okay, so there was another thing that you said uh, a ways back when I said there was two things. There was another thing that you talked about that, that really stood out to me, and it seems like a theme for you, was around your network, around the people that you were connected to and the contributions at different times in your life that they made, whether that was just a, a, the network of contractors and other people that kind of helped you the first time around or the people that let you sleep on their couch. And so how, how, do, you, uh, how do you build that network? How do you invest into those relationships in such a way that, though you're not trying to get something out of them, but in such a way that when you need people most, they're there for you? Man, I love, I love that. We could go on. We could do a whole show on this stuff, my friend. Um, I think the real, the, the, the key, the core to it is just be genuine. Hmm. It, it, be genuine in your, in, in your, your positive and your ups, like the things you're good at, but also be vulnerable. Yeah. You know, like you, if you really want to build great relationships and I've always struggled with this, I've always had these surfacey relationships and I'm learning now to try to build deeper relationships, but be genuine and, 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 and 
and I, and I really practiced it, this concept of servant leadership. Hmm. Can I truly believe that if a, a great CEO, a great leader works for their team and not the other way around mm -hmm. and, and same, same, same goes for your, your people that you're surrounded with, your friends, your family, your mentors. And, and, and if you really want to dive in, you, you got to look at the people you're surrounded with. Yeah. Right. And if you're surrounded with people that are, that are bringing you down, you, you got to cut ties. You know, you can still love somebody from a distance. Yeah. Trust me. You can still care for somebody and love somebody. And when you connect every year, say hi, have a beer, cheers, you're great, blah, 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 move on. But, but your core inner circle of people needs to be people that bring you up, that you're learning from, that you're growing from. What's the old adage? If you're the, 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 the smartest person in the room, you're yeah. in the wrong room. I believe that through and through. Yeah. Yeah. It feels so damn good to be that smart person until all of a sudden you realize that you got nowhere to go. Right. I mean, yep. it just, it can be so brutal. It's really lonely at the top of a mountain, man. You got to bring other people up there with you. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, I think that, you know, this is, and I, I don't necessarily want to jump down this rabbit hole too far because I want to get into some more of what you do, you know, for other people. But, you know, <clears throat> I think that this area of relationship and networking is is far more lost on men than it is on women for the simple sake that we try and keep a, a very stern tough guy i'm the guy i have thick skin and i don't want to let anybody into that to see who i really am like I, i'm a pretty emotional guy and i've just gotten to the place where like yo i mean if i melt down like crying um, I, I want to make sure that's in the right spot, but like, I just, I've got to be able to be around people that can accept that and help me through that because too many guys are just all about just putting up all these barriers to show off some tough guy image. And it doesn't allow us to truly develop and grow as people. Totally, man. I'll, I'll put out a public message here for all of you hard ass, tough ass dudes that, that does have this rock hard shell up and, and guilt. This is me. This is who I am. This is who I have always been is, is the big tough guy that's always, that always has all the answers. It's expected to have all the answers that, that just puts up this wall. You got to get rid of that shit, man. Mm -hmm. Like I'm serious. Like you got to get rid of that. Humble yourself because the reality of it is the more of a facade of this, this tough, I got it mentality. You're just covering more and more and more. You're probably yep. broken inside. Yep, man. So I tell you, if you want to find true success in life, and I believe that true success comes when, when, when other people are finding success or, be, or, or growing because of your actions, Hell that yeah. is to me true success. If you want to get to that place, you got to drop the facade, get rid of the mask, get rid of the bull crap. Yeah. You know, yep. and it's, I follow, I'm sure you, you, you know, Garrett White, he's, he's a, you know, he's a big influencer in, in, in the space. You find, see, see him on social media with the wake up warrior. Man, his his message is legit, man. Get your yeah. shit together and own it, and uh, and uh, you can really find your true potential. What isn't that? What this is all about is trying yeah. to find your true potential. If you keep covering up and keep you know blocking people off with this facade, you're never truly going to find that success, and ultimately, you're never truly going to find the happiness and the freedom that we all long for. Yes. You know, we get tied up in the money, right? Chasing money, chasing paper, chasing this image, chasing what other people think of us. But in all reality, what are we really wanting? We really want freedom and happiness. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't we focus on that? How do we get freedom and happiness and the money and all the other stuff that just comes? That's a byproduct 
of owning yourself, owning yourself as an individual, being the best person you can be and pouring into others, boom, all of a sudden money, success, cars, freedom, traveling, all that comes. But if that's your focus, you're, you're, you're never going to truly appreciate it. Man, if you're listening right now, rewind that last couple of minutes and listen to that over and over again. And obviously, we were talking more to the guys that are listening to this because I think this is a serious problem. But for you ladies out there, there may be some of you that feel like you've got something to prove, that you've got to really make a name for yourself, and rightfully so because you have been held back because of your gender and your place. But, I mean, it, 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 is, it is time that we get more real than we ever have, and this is the stuff that people need to listen to because if not, you are never, ever going to truly be fulfilled in life. And that to me is the most important thing that you can possibly ever experience is true fulfillment. And that may look different for people, but, it, but it's that sense of fulfillment, not as Randy said, chasing you know, money and success. And like, those are all cool things. And it's not that you can't have those things, but those things are just hollow if you're not fulfilled. So oh, amen, man. rewind it, listen to it again. And, and, and to, to put the little cherry on that for the females watching, I mean, listen to this, man. The reason why us men suck and why, why we're so bad at like this, why we, have, why we struggle with this image problem, this, this called an image issue, is we suck at communication and we suck at being in touch with our emotions. Yep. Okay. And me as a leader, as an entrepreneur, like this past year, I stepped down as CEO of my company and I oh. turned it over to a female, my sister actually. And she is crushing it. She is 10 times better of a CEO than I ever was, but I had to get to a place that I could, I could, I could swallow my pride mm. and make that decision. The best decision I ever made as an entrepreneur. Oh. That's humility at its finest. And not because it was you stepping down to a woman, but you stepping down at all, you know, like you're taking a backseat in that role in a business that you have built. And so that alone should want people to, should cause people to want to reach out to you to connect and learn more. I mean, I think that is just such the definition of a true leader, uh, particularly in a day and age when we may say shit like that, but we just are not practicing those types of things. So, man, I appreciate you saying that and sharing that last little bit. And like you said, that was the cherry on top and just really caps off a, a, a great uh, section of what we were talking about or segment of what we were talking about. Um, okay. So along those lines, so you have written this book called start it, build it, grow it, uh, the contractor's guide to success. And I know that you invest heavily into the construction industry that you're doing a lot of coaching of business owners and leaders in that, uh, or consulting in that same environment. So tell me a little bit about like, what are people typically coming to you for? Um, I hope you don't say it's because I have an amazing click funnel and then this is all ruined, but. Um. <laughs> I don't even use that crap, man. I'm just real. <laughs> if you want to hit me up, hit me up. We'll talk. Like, I don't, I don't try to funnel people into, into a decision, man. I just be real. And I, I you know, if we connect, we connect and, and, and that's that, you know. Okay, so, so then what is it? I'm like, what are, what are people typically drawn into? Like, is there some big challenge? Is there a common theme that you see as people uh, kind of get into your ecosystem? What is it that, that kind of gets them started? Well, really, the, the, in, in, in my space, it's, I'll kind of gear this towards my space in the roofing industry. So the book is written for trades. That was, the big picture was, hey, I want to put something out there. And I guess a quick story on that is when I first started my construction company, there was, there, Amazon wasn't around. Like, you, you know, you didn't have all this 
all this access to information and books and, and e-courses and all the different things you can do. And I looked far and wide. I went to Barnes and Noble. Yeah, they do exist. You can go to a bookstore. <laughs> I went today. to the bookstore <laughs> looking for a construction-based business book. Mm. Couldn't find it. Not, didn't even exist. Fast forward 15 years, I ended up writing that book. Uh, I felt called and led to do that because of my story, my journey of going through I, I, what I believe is some of the some of the same things that a lot of other contractors go through. We start a business with all the right intentions, and then we get to a point where we're just doing everything, wearing all the hats, and we can't get out of that vicious cycle of, well, I can't afford to hire somebody. I don't have time to hire somebody or train somebody, so I just have to keep doing what I'm doing to try to survive. And they just, they just you know, spend their whole career surviving, right? Yeah. So I wanted to provide uh, an outlet to help people get through and get out of that, you know, one man band type of mentality. Uh, so that's kind of what, what brought on the whole book. Like let's write a book that gives people a guideline. That's why it's called the contractor's guide to success. It's a guideline along with personal stories that I, of, of experiences. I'm not just talking head. I've been there. I've done that. And, and, and I want to provide that. And then ultimately that led, cause obviously my, 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 most experience, my biggest successes come in the roofing space, roofing industry, plus it's a hundred billion dollar industry that's growing rapidly. So why not dive in right there? Right. Yeah. So went all in there and, and that's what ultimately led us the the book when it came out, it went bestseller. In I think four or five different countries in multiple categories. Wow. I remember at one time I came out the, about the same time, uh, Gary V's book crushing it came out. And we have a screenshot of his book as number one and mine as number four on the entrepreneurship new books coming out. And I was like, what? I was blown away, which is super cool. That's so you can check awesome. it out on Amazon or you can even, if you want the ebook, e you can, you can, you know, look, check us out on all, any of our social media uh, channels and we give it away all the time. So um, that, so that happened. And then ultimately is like, Hey, how do I take all this experience and all this knowledge and, and compartmentalize it into a place where I can deliver it? Uh, to the masses. And that's what led us to build the roofing Academy, which is currently has 12 different courses of wow. all aspects from hiring, onboarding, entrepreneurship, you know, marketing, the whole nine yards, uh, all built, all built in as an e-course as long as well as coaching and speaking and all the different things that I do as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, uh, you know, we started off this way, both offline and then even kind of as we jumped in, like it floors me that I'm just not going to win a lot of friends when I say what I'm about to say, but it floors me to see the unprofessionalism that exists in the construction industry. Right. Ah. And it's not exclusive to it. It's out there everywhere, but it, but it's, it's like blatant there. And a lot of it just is around, you know, the way people carry themselves, the way they run their businesses. I mean, because so many people got in during the boom, there's a lot of shady business that took place. And so, I mean, you are just like this beacon of light in terms of like doing things the right way and structure and process. And so when you approach people sometimes, like they have to just be like, what the hell are you talking about? Like how, how could you possibly say that I could have all this professional structure, both in myself and my business in the construction industry? Like, do you get people that are just like, what the hell? Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's sad, man. It, it's, it, it, it like, it, it's like, it hurts me. It, it, it affects me to my core because yeah. I, I believe in people and I believe that people get into this business 
and, and I believe that people are good, gen, like they're, they're, yeah. they're created to be good and they genuinely are good. They genuinely want to do the right thing, but they get themselves in situations where they make bad decisions. Mm. And then one bad decision leads to another, leads to another, leads to another, leads to a lawsuit, leads to uh, a TV, uh, the news channel talking about the roofer that ripped somebody off and stole their money or the contractor that tore something. I don't believe people do that intentionally. I believe people do that because they get themselves in situations that they don't know what to do or how to get out of it. Mm. I believe that. So I get it all the time where it's like, why would you be sharing your business processes and practices? And like, why, why don't you just, you know, corner the market? Mm. We could, and I have a, literally I have a plug and play process. I could go out and buy companies or go out and start companies all over the country. And a lot of roofers try to do this, but, and, and try to corner the market and capture it just for our elite team. But mm. I believe that all ships will rise if I invest in the, the people that have the right character that genuinely want to do this right. I think the whole industry is going to be better because of that. So that's mm -hmm. why we take our model instead of trying to corner the market, we take our model and we share it with everybody mm -hmm. because I believe the, 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 the good people will rise and the, and the, and the people with the right character and the right integrity are going to win in the end. Uh, and ultimately if it helps the industry just that much, give a little bit of a, of a positive outlook, uh, it's, it's, I, I've done my job. Why don't more people then just, why wouldn't everybody want to work with you? I mean, I, I know that's kind of a rhetorical question, but like you, Pride. okay. I mean, I, I, I just feel like, okay, that's a, that's, that's a definite barrier. And I, and, and I get that, but, uh, you know, we've talked about like the humanity, you know, like this humanist piece, like understanding the ethos of a person. And I've spent, 20 minutes or so staring at your face and this is the first time we've ever had conversation like this and I believe you wholeheartedly and I'm a pretty damn good judge of character and of person and so I get like you are authentic you are real you are genuine and dude the fire that you have for something that so many people would think is just so ridiculous is unreal to me and then, so I get, I get that. Then I start to dig into your book and your courses and all of the content that you put out all over the place, your podcast. And it's like, okay, now this guy can back it up with expertise, right? So he's not just professional and he's not just a real person, but he's proficient in what he does. And so then where does that next barrier, like if pride's not part of it, like why else would people say no? Like, I think that this is just like a automatic like if you're in the trades you should work with randy like i just don't understand why more people wouldn't want to do that you're hey that's a great question i'm not sure uh i mean there, i only have a limited amount of time i, I run I actually have multiple businesses i'm vested in uh, we have a digital marketing firm as well hmm. so we build like badass websites and social media and all that stuff as well uh and then and then we have the consulting firm and i have my roofing company so i balance my time between all those so my time is a little bit limited so i kind of and blessed with the opportunity, I can kind of pick and choose who I work with because I'm all about character. I, every business I have, my number one rule is hire character and train skills. I'm always looking for people of character. And if, and if your character matches up and to, 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 to what I'm doing and, and, and we vibe, great. I mean, we're, we're growing rapidly. I think I had like five, five or six new clients shot like just in the last couple of days. Wow. Uh, so we're, we're growing rapidly. And it's, it's great because, my, yeah, my time's limited uh, and, and I value my time. I'm sure you're at the same point, man. I mean, I value my time. And that's, I would encourage you that. I'm not trying to brag about valuing my time. Yeah. Everyone out there needs to understand what their time is worth. Yep. Yep. That is the 
number one commodity, time. You can't get it back. We all have the same 24 hours in the day. Yeah. Yep. Right. So yes, I value my time very high, very, very high. And, and I really pick and I really love the people I work with and I love to pour into them, but we've duplicated this process. We've put it on a virtual platform so you can work at your own place pace. And I made it so affordable that like, one lesson or one 30 minute phone call with me can literally change the entire course of your business, of your career to where the, the investment that you have to make into the virtual platform or, or our upgraded kind of training programs that we have makes it obsolete. Like you're, you're not even paying for it because you're, you're making so much, you're growing so much both financially and as a person that it, that it, that, that it, it makes no sense. I should raise the prices dramatically, but I don't want to do that because I know what it's like starting a roofing, starting a roofing company, starting a company and every dollar counts. So yeah. I want to make sure that you're, I provide the opportunity for you to invest back in yourself, invest in knowledge and, and make that and use your time wisely to, uh, to learn and grow. Man. Yeah. You know, you said something about time there that I think, you know, oftentimes when people start businesses, when they're struggling, it's like, well, I'll just work more. And, you know, because there is 24 hours. And so now I can work 16, 18 hours and I just uh, read something. So I'm a huge Elon Musk fan. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things not to like about him, um, but, um, um, but He's I'm a huge fan man. of his. He is unbelievable. Right. But the, but brilliant one mind. of his greatest downfalls, I mean, it's been one of his own greatest gifts is he talks about like outworking people, not just in the quality of work, but also in the capacity of work. And, you know, he's talking about working, you know, 16, 18, 20 hour days. He'll only sleep four hours. And I just feel like people hearing that mentality is such a poor introduction into the world of business because there's no way 99.9% .9 of the world can, can sustain that for any period of time. And there's no balance left anywhere else. And so as much as time is important and we all have only so much of it, it's not like, so use every single minute of it to, to work your ass into the ground. It's like, you've got to do something to maintain some sort of balance because if it's nothing but all business all the time, you will destroy yourself. Oh, thank you. Thank you for saying that. Like I literally was thinking about that in the shower this morning <laughs> because like, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real with you right now, man. We're we're gonna get vulnerable here. Uh, yeah, I, I've had that mentality. Okay, mm. see the Jordans in the back. Like I have the I can outwork everybody mentality. I've always been that way. Yeah, and that's what. It, yes, it's led to success. But fast forward a decade. Yeah, I I I, I preach. Oh, you got to find balance. Blah 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 blah. But it, when you're so vested and you're so in this mindset of working all day, every day to prove something, to, to outwork everybody, even when you're with your family, even when you're not working, you're not there. You're mm -hmm. still working in your head. You're still, you're still thinking about your business. But, but the, I think the, the reality of it is you got to be efficient and you got to have that balance. So I believe in the triangle uh, of mind, body, and spirit. Mm -hmm. And if you can't, and if you can't figure out a way, you got to kind of look at it like a sliding scale and give yourself an honest evaluation of, you know, are you mentally in a good place where you're working efficiently? Are you learning? Are you investing in yourself and gaining more knowledge? Okay. Is your, is your, is your, are you working now? Are you treating your body with respect? Are you eating properly? Are you, are you, are you, are you engaging in activity outside of just sitting and working all day, every day? And then spirit, are you, I mean, whether it's a, you believe in God or the universe or however you, you do, but you got to understand that you're not alone. Like you got to have you know, a good spiritual mindset to be able to, to be able to be the best version of yourself. And over the last couple of months, I've been heavily 
going through some major stuff in this same arena. Mm. Like I literally got to a point where my, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Like you've been doing this for a decade, all in working your ass off all the time, multiple businesses. That's all you do. And I was, I was that guy preaching. All you got to do is put in 15 hours a day and you can build your business. But the reality of it is when you're burnt out and when you're putting in 15 hours a day, but you're only producing actually four hours of viable work, hmm. what, good are, what good are you doing to yourself, your, your family, anything around you? So I actually pulled back and reevaluated my entire life, restructured where my focuses are. And I spent every morning with my kids. And, and before I, I had this thing with my wife where I was like, I need the mornings are mine. That's my time. That's my most productive time. So you get the kids up, you get them to school, you do your thing, and I'm going to hustle. i got to work in the mornings. That, that was wrong. Mm. I was wrong. Now I'm going to take my kid to school. I'm going to sit there and eat breakfast with them and be there and be there when they wake up and that sort of thing. And guess what? Business is booming. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I'm not working 12 hours a day anymore. I'm working like six hours a day. But those six hours are so hyper-focused and the productivity – that we're able to get out of that is astronomical. And I'm able to go to swim classes with my kids every day, these things. And that, I believe that is where life, what life is all about. That's what God intended our lives to be like. Dude, I don't even want to talk anymore. I mean, I, I just, I feel like, you know, every time I have a conversation with somebody that, um, that I have not before, you know, there's always so much to, to learn and grow from, but particularly when I get opportunities to share time on a podcast like this, you know, we always start out with this kind of intention to, to, to make some sort of point that's going to be valuable and relevant to the audience. We just never know, really know where that is, even though we kind of know where backgrounds come from. And what I have appreciated so much, Randy, about uh, this conversation today, and I hope that everybody appreciates this, is though you are, and this is going to sound terrible, right? Like though you are a roofer or a contractor, uh, at least in, in, into what you got started into, there is so much more there in terms of you as an author and you as a consultant and a coach and you know all these other businesses that you've invested into but through all of that this theme that i've heard and like i love hearing you cap this conversation with the investment that you're making into your family which just is so telling of your character of your nature and this again is what i want to preach to people all the time like it doesn't matter what type of business you build. It doesn't matter how much money you make. Like, yes, those things are good. And yes, those things can help to support your family or your, the people around you. But if that's not your first investment is into yourself and then into the people around you, you're doing all this for nothing. Like it's just an absolute way. So man, I just, I thank you so much for sharing wisdom and insight. And I know we didn't get into so much more of what you are all about and what you do, but the time I feel like was so valuable and I guarantee this is going to be one of the best podcasts that I've done to date because of the passion and the person that you are. So thank you. I just can't tell you how, how appreciative I am. I got goosebumps, brother, man. That's awesome. I appreciate you, dude. That's uh, this isn't about me selling my products, man. This is about, you know, if there's one person out there that, that, that literally look, go, wakes up and looks in the mirror and decides to make a cognitive change in their life and dedicate themselves to being the best individual they can be, then this was a success. This isn't about gaining clients. This isn't about getting people to go to Amazon 
hint, hint to get my book and those sort of things. It's not what it's all about. And if, if that, if you're led to do that, by all means, you want to find out more or hear more about the technical and all the business stuff. I have more content that, I mean, our content is ridiculous. I mean, we have 71 episodes on our podcast. We release, I have a whole digital marketing firm team. They're putting stuff out on every platform, YouTube, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook and what's that one? The Instagram we're on there too, I guess. So, you know, we're all over the place putting out content all the time and you can definitely find me at the roofing If you want to learn more about my, uh, my virtual training program. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, you affected me today. I mean, it was a huge blessing to have this conversation. I'm super duper encouraged by so much of what you said, um, both because of just reiterating, you know, some of the things that I believe deeply, but also just continuing to reconsider the people that are around me, the investment that I'm making into their life and their, and the investment they're making into my life. So, I mean, it was, it was just amazing. And um, I'm going to make sure to put all of your contact information into the show notes. I mean, you mentioned the roofingacademy.com, which is one place that people can go. I want to make sure that we link up the book, Start It, Build It, Grow It, The Contractor's Guide to Success, the podcast, The Start, Build, Grow Show. Uh, I know that you shared offline that that's something that you're doing live and in a really sick environment that people are going to want to see one of your construction babies at work. Yeah, check it out on Facebook. We So we film live on Facebook every Wednesday at 6 p.m. We bring in special guests of all different backgrounds, uh, mostly in the trade space. And uh, it's just a great time, man. It's fun. It's organic. It's real. And uh, there's no pre. Wait, we are. I, I, I don't. There's no pre-listed questions. There's nothing. We have live interaction. We field live questions, and it's turned out to be the fastest-growing podcast in the uh, trade space. Yeah, it's so sick. All right, man. Well, thanks so much. Again, just I really appreciate you. I can't wait for everybody to hear this, uh, to see this. Uh, it, it's just going to be so great. So, Randy, thanks so much. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate it, man. This is a great opportunity. Cool. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for another episode of the Excellence Mindset Podcast. As always, we'll link up contact information to Randy in the show notes. Feedback is always appreciated on this episode. Anything else that you could think of uh, that will help to benefit this podcast and then back into benefiting you as a business leader, as an individual. We just want to make sure that if you're going to make something of yourself, that most importantly, you be yourself. Thanks. Absolutely. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Excellence Mindset with Ryan James Miller. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review and subscribe. And for more great content and to stay up to date, visit ryanjamesmiller.com. We'll catch you next time.